0: Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Empson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? And good morning. Well, I mean, healthy and alive. Uh, sore a little bit. Been pretty busy. Yeah, I know you're in the process of. Uh, I know you're in the process of moving. So, a um, mm-hmm. couple of things. Um, first of all, you're, you're moving. All right, are you moving like towns? Or are you staying in the same area? No, it'll be the same town.
1: Yeah, we're just okay. Um, getting a, yeah a different house. Okay. Um. So in the
0: coming days, we're probably going to be doing some scheduling changes because of uh, your moving situation, because everybody's moving over there right now, seems like. Uh, and you're talking about doing this like sometime within the week. So that's that's pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, that's a fast it, move. Yeah, uh, we're so, hoping
1: we're hoping I mean, we'll have it on the market and whatnot this week. And then hopefully we get it sold quick. The market's really good right now. Uh, it's mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, People are
0: buying uh, houses yeah, on, on
1: Zoom and Skype calls, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, with uh, with tele uh, telecommutes and uh, I don't know, wanting to get out of these riot ridden cities, you know, um, people are moving to smaller areas, quieter neighborhoods. Yeah, so we're hoping- I, don't, I, I don't blame them. I, I don't blame them. All
0: right. So here, here's the thing. Is it possible we're going to have to we, we might have to delay the morning
1: show for like a week? Uh, it's possible, but we may not have to. It it What may end up happening is I just may not be here to do a morning show every once in a while. Uh, it depends on how busy it is and everything. So the next coming few days, probably OK, I think, because, you know, until it's on the market. But yeah, it's it's been busy. So,
0: OK. All right. Some days there will be some disruptions coming down the pipeline, I'm sure. Uh, but it'll be temporary. It, it won't be permanent until uh, old Bruce here gets his, uh, gets his affairs back in order. Uh, moving from one place to the next, that takes time. You know, I, I mean, believe me, I know. So that uh, that does take time anyway. Uh, but we'll deal with that, and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it.
1: But this morning, let's talk about building your own stereo. Bruce, you ever built your own stereo? I've taken many stereos apart and put them back together, but I have not actually built one from scratch.
0: This seems to be one of the new things out there that's really popular right now. So, because of COVID lockdowns and all that stuff, there's been a resurgence in people wanting to build their new or build their own stereos. Now, I remember people, you know, back even in my own family, I knew. Uh, and, and friends of the family, they would build their own stereos back in the you know 70s and, and 80s and 90s. They would build their own stuff. As a matter of fact, that's what Radio Shack used to be. You could buy the parts and build your own stuff. That's that's what it used to be. But uh, there's a company out there now that creates these things. So they they bake they basically have uh, the pieces of wood, the circuit boards, the wires, the transistors, the capacitors. And the vacuum tubes. Oh, yes, I said it. The vacuum tubes. For those that don't know what a vacuum tube is, you know, go look that up. So they actually have all this stuff, which, by the way, I was talking to our sound guy yesterday and I showed him that um, I showed him speaking of vacuum tubes. I showed him that um, that headset that's made by uh, Sennheiser that's sixty thousand dollars because I said, oh, you're an audiophile, right? And he said, "Yeah." I said, "I got something for you." And I sent it to him. And he said, "There's no way." <laughs> he says, "If I'm if
1: I'm spending sixty thousand dollars for a, for a pair of headphones, a pair of headphones, sixty thousand, they're Go going ahead. in a glass case." By the way, if if I if I buy a set of headphones that expensive, they're going in a glass case for display. <laughs> they're not actually getting used. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know
0: that, that the company says now. Get this: you have to put if you want a pair of those. Interestingly enough, you want a pair of those, you got to put ten thousand dollars down. The company then calls you, arranges a. Uh, you know, your order, send somebody out because everybody hears things differently. They test you and, you know, do all this stuff and they want to make it a sound that is so good that you, ju- you just won't want to hear it. You'll want to live in it is what they say. So, I mean,
1: if that's what 60 grand buys you, I mean, that's um, that's I'm not against it. The thing is, is you'll have some rich people that'll be doing it. And as technology improves, it's similar to the flat screen TV. Eventually, we may have a procedure for you to go through that's very quick and simple and easy, and have custom-made headphones for two hundred bucks or something, you know. And that's a that's a mid-range set of good headphones nowadays. So, I mean, it's it's in the near future that could be you know beneficial to us. Indeed, project manager
0: for an Indianapolis area uh, industrial piping company has been collective, or collecting vinyl
1: for about five years. You know, you can still buy vinyl records where I'm at. It's incredible. You yeah, still they become more popular now because of the whole EDM scene and uh whatnot. Yeah, the for some reason it's it's kind of a hipster thing, I think. That's crazy. That's
0: crazy. But to be honest with you, they sound better. I mean, that's they they do. They do a story on this guy who was, you know, locked up because of like you know, COVID and all that stuff. The guy took his uh took a step into um a different realm, and that was he ordered a A $369 reduction 1.1 phono preamplifier from a company called Bottlehead, which is an audio kit maker in Washington state. So when it arrived, the box contained slabs of unfinished alder wood, carefully packed circuit boards, vacuum tubes, and a bag full of capacitors and resistors. Now the interesting thing about this is, is that it is a stereo, but you have to build it. Think of it like one of these old models, right? So you would actually have to get your soldering iron out right, and uh, and put this thing together. You'd have to put all the things in the right pl- in the right places and all that stuff. It comes with instructions, right? Step by step instructions. This guy was a first time uh, person and all this stuff. Uh, borrowed some stuff from, uh, I think, a couple of family members of his. Watched a couple of YouTube videos. And he said he built the whole thing in about eight hours, you know, four hours uh, each day. You know, it took him a couple of days to build it. But, um, you know. There's something satisfying about this. I, I remember the first time I built a radio, uh, just a little FM uh, radio, uh, or maybe it was even an AM radio. I can't remember. I, no, it was an FM radio. And it was literally, it was just a little circuit board and you had to put all the stuff together, right? You had to solder it all and you had to put it all in, you know, in, in the right place and everything like that. And you know, when I finished that thing, it, it took me a few hours to, to do all that stuff, you know, because you have to get in there like real fine and, and make sure all the, you know, make, there's no cross connections or anything like that. And when I finished that thing and I turned it on, and I had, you know, just the single little earpiece, you know, I, I put in my ear. You know, I, I was actually I was satisfied as a young kid w- when I did that and building one of these things. I, you know, I almost wish I could order one of these things and, and build one just for the hell of it. But I think this is going to go to a larger point. And I don't want to spoil too much of it this morning, but I think this is going to go to a larger point with something you want to talk about this afternoon, which is robotics. And by robotics, what does that mean? That means job replacement, right? Well, everything that we've known about buying things over the last 20, 25 years, stuff like that, has been about convenience. Nothing's been about you actually building things anymore. Well, what if you actually had to build something? What if you wanted something and you had to have the technical knowledge to build it? Or you had to buy it from somebody, you had to pay a premium for somebody to build it. And then, of course, if it broke down, you had to take it to a repair shop. You know, God only knows you could actually find any of those places anymore. But there's something satisfying about stuff like this that I'd rather enjoy. And can you imagine if they take away people's jobs, right? I mean, there's no, what I'm saying is, is when you do something and you complete a job and you're proud of it, then you feel a sense of satisfaction and you, you gain dignity from that. Same thing with this. If you were to build something, even though it's it's something so simple like this, there's a satisfaction about actually building something and getting it to work. But imagine if they took all this away from you. This is why people don't appreciate things anymore, because they don't actually build things. They don't value them. I mean, I I remember when I was growing up, you know, my my grandparents that came from the old times, and it was always about appreciating something, right? It it was about doing work yourself and and gaining that, uh, that appreciation for the job that you did, that you worked hard at. And so I don't see anything different with this. You put in the time. Granted, it's four hours a day for a couple of days. You know, it's just a little project, whatever, to keep your mind occupied, keep you busy. But imagine the satisfaction of, of doing something like this that actually becomes something more than even what I did. You know, I just built a little tiny, you know, two, three inch wide FM transmitter. I mean, that's all I did. You know, just a little project. But this... I mean I find this fascinating to
1: to be able to do something like this. What what do you think? What do you think of this? As you said like a hobby, like um you know doing something on that sense just for your own enjoyment if you will. I I I think it's great. But the the one thing I I I would like to encourage people having uh, to to have skills like this to do these kind of things, right? To to be able to Create and design things, uh, or, or even just put them together. Having those skills is great. The problem that we're running into is, for example, this this system. Could you make one from scratch if you didn't have the circuit board? That that's that's the main concern I have with, with this. Is it's a great hobby, but as far as um, doing this as like a business or something, you still have to have somebody manufacture the chip, or um, you know, for example, for for the radio, uh, a radio is fairly low tech compared to the other stuff we're using. Like look at your PC. Could you manufacture a PC yourself from scratch? Well, no, because you you would have to have the technology to produce the chips to, you know. So there's still a, this is this is kind of where my I hate the the way technology has gone in the sense of uh there's so much me, the medical field is the same way. There's so much to it. There's so much that the average person doesn't know about it. You're having to Um, just trust whoever made it or trust whoever programmed the software or made the medication or what have you, you have to trust them to ensure that they know what they're doing, that their, their, um, interests are to either produce a medication that does actually help people, uh, and produces a product that. Is actually beneficial to you, and not like skimming data or or doing something other, you know, something else is nefarious. So there, there's kind of a, a disconnect between the complexity of devices and the knowledge of the consumer. And this is kind of a this is an example of a direction I would like it to go. I wish consumers had more understanding on how devices functioned or or products worked. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to solve that. If you knew how things worked, it would be more difficult to enact a digital dark age, for example. I mean, if you knew how to program, how to build a computer or what have you, you could theoretically build a counter to whatever they're doing. You know, be able to sustain yourself in in a digital dark age. But uh, well, Bruce, as you know, I I think you just need to learn to code. I, I have some. I have some uh, back burner projects that I'm working on to to kind of learn that. So, <laughs> yeah, how's yeah. that how's that COVID helmet coming? Yeah, uh, right now it's uh, moving is the main priority right now. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, Moving. house repairs, packing, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. that that's been on the, on the, uh, to do list right now. So it's on the to do list. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you have a public that is awaiting for your
0: COVID helmet, so you need to get on. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, mass production, you know, you, you can't wait. You've got to act now. I mean, we're Bruce, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Yeah. True. It's All not right. really a pandemic anymore. It's, but, you know. not, a, it's not a pandemic anymore we talked last week about building an internet bridge from the earth to the moon, right? 4G on the moon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what's to stop this Starlink system from connecting the earth to the moon, right? Mm -hmm. You put a 5G connection on the moon. I mean, you know, there's your problem solved right there, right? So uh, that's, uh, that's indeed a possibility. Well, come to find out, apparently, I'm not the only one thinking that. SpaceX, has said that it wants to take its Starlink satellite broadband service to Mars. So they're, to, they're you know, they of course, Mars, you know, they want to build a, a whole city up there. But see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The Earth and Mars, whenever they do this, it's going to have to be connected anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to have some kind of a link to it. So... Here's the thing. In a recent interview with Time Magazine, SpaceX President and COO Gwen Shotwell revealed the uh, revealed the Mars plan. And they said, Shotwell said, "Once we take people to Mars, they're going to need a, ca- a capability to communicate naturally. Right? It's a one way trip, right? I mean, it's you're you're not coming back. It's not the first. Yeah, for now. For now. Uh, in fact, I think it will be even more critical to have a constellation like Starlink around Mars. I could see that. Uh, yeah. She also stressed that." Uh, Mars and Earth will need to be connected. True. And then, of course, you need to connect the two planets as well. Mm-hmm. So we make sure we have the robust telecom between Mars and back on Earth. OK, so, yeah, you got to have communications on both ends. Talk about a long distance phone call. Wonder what that'll cost. That would mean Mars and Earth would have some kind of Internet bridge between them, which would make sense. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine actually, can you imagine you- gaming with somebody on Mars? You know, I mean, if- it would be like a 20 second delay. Wouldn't really work all that well little bit of a latency problem. Mm-hmm. They said that uh, the co- uh they explained that the company isn't giving up on Earth just because it wants to aim for Mars. Uh she said it wants to give humanity another shot in case there were to be some horrible event on Earth. So that's what Musk's plan is for the, all this anyway, is right? He he thinks that Earth
1: is pretty much done for and he wants to start over. Isn't that what this is all about? Correction. Uh communications from Mars to Earth would be 3 to 22 minutes, not seconds. That was that was my my mistake there. Three it, to 22 minutes. It, is that with current technology or would it be with Starlink? Um, if signals travel at the speed of light, this means it can take between three and 22 minutes. So it, Starlink would, would still fall in that category because they're using lasers and microwaves. So speed of light. Okay, so there would be no face-to-face communication
0: like we're doing now. It would have to be recorded messages, and then you would have it'd be like a video
1: message. you have to send, and then you you wait, and then you get one back. Yeah, that that's basically how it would have to be, um, unless we we figure out uh, quantum entanglement and we're able to entangle particles and then use those manipulate those for data transfer. That could be a way to do it. In which case, that would be instantaneous data transfer from you know, Mars to Earth, which would be that would be phenomenal. That would that would be a huge boon to our um, colonization efforts, because then you could you could transfer you could be anywhere in the universe or anywhere in the galaxy and send data from from one point to the other instantaneously. It's quite impressive if we could do it. But anyway, yeah, in a lab right now.
0: Yeah, they, they go on to talk about, uh you know, uh, SpaceX's mission to get a thousand people or excuse me, a uh, thousand ships, a di- thousand ships or whatever it is to or a million people to send on a thousand ships or whatever it is to, to Mars or something. I, I don't know. So or a hundred or
1: whatever it is. I think it's a thousand heard, over 10 years. But is no. it OK?
0: Have you heard anything so. more about this this Starship thing uh, that they're actually building? Are, are they preparing an actual
1: test in the coming days? um i know they've been testing the thrusters uh they did a test last month i think uh they shot it up like 400 meters or something like that um i imagine they're probably doing another test soon uh i don't know for sure on that one they they should be doing should, they should be doing one you are right by the way it is a thousand ships uh in a 10-year period 100 a year i i couldn't remember that's in the article that we're looking at for the oh okay internet bridge um OK, so I tell
0: you what, let's spend a couple minutes here on this uh, this camera. OK, so last thing here, because uh, I think we're getting ready to jump out of here. But last thing, scientists capture the world's first. Are you ready for this? Thirty two hundred megapixel photos. Thirty two hundred. That That's, that's crazy. crazy. The 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 Chi-coms had a 500 megapixel camera that we talked on here a few months back. This is a thirty two hundred megapixel camera.
1: So, yeah, you know what, what the first
0: thing they took a picture of? Well, they take a picture of broccoli. Is that what this is? That, that's a it's
1: a head of broccoli. Yeah.
0: Here, here I am thinking that they pointed this thing into outer space somewhere, and they got some planet or some crustacean somewhere on another you know asteroid or whatever it is. And you're
1: telling me I'm looking mm. at broccoli? Yep, that's broccoli. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow. I, I thought I, honestly, I thought it was it was like a, a molecule or something or or something you know like a germ or something because the coloration of it and the you know the it, it looks like it was uh, like a bacterial or something you know uh photograph because it it looks um it looks quite alien uh the the image but this is this is a huge advancement by the way to get this this level of with this theoretically you might be able to see something like the moon uh like our landers on the moon you get what I'm saying? Like, you'd be able to see, like, the, the flag and the, gonna say, the lander second, and the rover. Bruce, well, yeah, I can, can, can see, see the that, moon
0: yeah. out my window here, yeah, yeah. you know, just just, just yeah, throwing yeah. that out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't right now, but you can. Yeah, well, you know, you actually, you know what? I remember you took a picture. You took a photo. You actually, you held the phone up to the lens of your telescope. You sent me a photo of that. And did you say it was yep. it was uh, Saturn and their moons? Yeah, oh, it was Saturn in the rings and Jupiter in the
1: moons. Oh, Jupiter and the moons—that was right.
0: That—that that yeah. was fascinating. Yeah. That was absolutely. That was with a phone. Yeah,
1: 20, 20 megapixels. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, thirty-two hundred. This, this is crazy.
0: Uh, thirty-two hundred megapixels. Uh, so it it's a, it's capable of taking thirty-two hundred megapixel megap- uh, megapixel digital photos. It's the world's first. Uh, using an advanced imaging device. Uh, that's built to explore the universe. Uh, we will measure. My God, man, forget the Hubble t- uh, space telescope. Right, you, you don't need that thing anymore. Not with this. That thing's ancient compared to this. Uh, we will measure and catalog something like 20 billion galaxies, the director of the Vera Rubin Observatory said in Chile. Uh, the observatory is where the world's largest digital camera will become at the centerpiece of a monumental effort to map the night sky. The camera will spend 10 years capturing the most detailed images of the universe ever taken. Man, I
1: can't wait to see those. Is there, is there a website or something we can get linked up to to watch this stuff? Right, right. Also, to the the sensors they're talking about here, this is a two foot wide uh, sensor, right? So there's there's a bunch of sensors here on, on this focal plane, two feet, whereas your typical smartphone is about 26 millimeters. That's how big the sensor is for, for your smartphone. So you're, you're, and you know how good of pictures those smartphones take, right? This is two feet wide. This is, um, it's going to be quite interesting to see these photos. I don't even know that we have uh, display devices with enough pixels to, to properly, uh, give these images, um, you know,
0: I'm not sure we do It says, let me see. You talked about the two foot wide. It says since the camera isn't complete scientists use, uh, used a pinhole projector to test the focal plane. They snapped photos of an image of broccoli, <laughs> which is what you showed me. That's fascinating. That's something we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to watch. I would love to get hooked up to a website or something. Uh, if we can actually, um, which I think we can, I would love to get that, uh, uh, to get linked into that and watch uh,
1: watch some of the photos they come up with. But anyway, anything else you got this morning, Bruce? I'm I'm looking real quick. I want to see, just real quick, uh, let's see here. Osiris Rex, because uh, we talked about Osiris Rex yesterday. Um, they did the test to see how much material Osiris Rex um, was able to capture. They confirmed this collected more than enough material to meet one of the main requirements, requiring at least two ounces of the surface material. Um, I'm curious to see if they said how much material they captured, but they captured at least two ounces. They said uh, the photographs that they took and the data they've collected so far uh, says that the head is holding much more than two ounces. So, in other words, the mission was a success, it will be returning home soon. And we'll have those samples on Earth from an asteroid, first time in human history fantastic and that is you say it's going to take him three years to get back yeah i I think it's about three years it'll it'll be here so 2023 2024 somewhere in there that's good uh well i mean honestly bruce i think we're all going to
0: be uh we're all going to be toast here in uh, a week from tuesday anyway so i I honestly i don't don't think it matters yeah so anyway all right uh we are going to have to go i will see you later on this afternoon for the digital dark age so thank you for sitting down this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great one